Welcome. You are now listening to the Anything Goes podcast with your hosts, Greg and Alex. action with over 50 rides, shows, and attractions at the world's largest participation park, where you and the rides become one. You're just minutes away. There's nothing in the world like Action Park. Check. Check. One, two, one, two, three, five, twelve. Opened. Five, twenty-six, nineteen seventy-eight. Closed. Nine, two, 1996. I am one half of your host, Greg, aka Crazy Greg, aka Pooh Bear, and we're joined by the other half. I don't know if it's better or worse half. Better. But it's the other half. Better. Joined by <laughs> Alex. What's happening? What's up? <laughs> What's going on? So, uh, do you know what we're talking about today? What are we talking about today? Action Park. Yeah, that's about right. Oh yeah. Might as well have Jaws there. If you went for Action Park, Action Park came for you. (laughs) This is it. This is the episode. The infamous Action Park. Mm-hmm. We partly uh, uh, experienced it. Uh, people would agree or disagree. With I that, think people would disagree. Yes. But we partly did. Listen, it's where the park was and I almost died. So to <laughs> me, I can relate. <laughs> it has its uh, skeletons were still there. Oh, yeah. The skeletons of Action Park is still there. We felt it. We experienced it, but uh, hey, we got a good one today. Yeah. We're taking a break from our uh, hometown hero stretch because we had the opportunity to speak with Seth Porges. Uh Seth, he produced, wrote, and co-directed the documentary Class Action Park. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's up on HBO Max right now. And yeah. it was the number one movie on HBO Max yeah. uh, this past August. It's definitely a good one. We've it had, is. We actually watched it twice. We did watch it yeah. twice, yeah. And uh, I feel like it's one of those things that you watch. And, you, and I mean, you get most of it, but there's some things you miss during it. Yeah, yeah. There's so much. Getting thrown at so you. So many stories and just crazy things. And you're like, what? And then you're so thrown off about one thing that you miss the next thing that's said. So. Yeah. And I love the artwork during the documentary as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. They have the like cartoonish yeah. Yeah, animation stuff. Right. And yeah, that really made it. Yeah. So uh, it it's, brought humor to it. Yeah. It's such a great, well put together documentary. Yeah. And it really goes into the backstory of what Action Park was mm-hmm. and the urban legend myth. Uh, I guess it's a myth buster. <laughs> that proves that it's true. The and myth it has been busted. Actually happened. Right. So uh, Seth is super passionate about Action Park and all that it, you know, formed and created and transitioned yeah. to. And 
you can hear it in his voice when he speaks about it mm-hmm. with us. Uh, so if you don't know, but I mean, I'm sure you know Action Park, especially if you're from where we are, you know, in the tri-state area, New right. York, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It's uh, where's it at? Where's this at? Yes. So Action Park, which is now known as Mountain Creek. Yes. So just remember that when you go to Mountain Creek, that it, what we are speaking about today, this is what Mountain Creek is now. Right. Um. So Action Park is in Vernon Township. Okay. New Jersey. Again, it's Mountain Creek. So if you know where Mountain Creek is, that was Action Park. And some crazy stuff went down there. Definitely a lot of laws were broken. (laughs) A lot of bones were broken. Right. (laughs) Um, And uh, a lot of memories were made, I guess. And possibly babies were made there too. (laughs) I guess so. From from what we watch in the documentary. (laughs) Yeah, there were like after work parties and after summer parties and all this stuff and... Actually, one of the people on the documentary were like, there's got to be an, an Action Park BB and their initials are AP. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, yeah. they say that. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. Uh, Mountain Creek now is, you can go for winter and go skiing and snowboarding and all that. Right. And in, when, in, in the summer, they have the outdoor water park. Right. And I think they actually may, I don't know for sure, but somewhere around there, they have an indoor water park. I don't know. Yeah, Mountain yeah. Creek or somewhere in that area. You can pretty much go there any time of the year. Right, and there's always out. something to do. Right. So uh, you can still visit, like we said, Mountain Creek. We actually went there, Mountain Creek, in the winter. And I believe we went snow tubing. Yes. And then they have something called an alpine coaster. Right. Which we went on. Yes. And we did. We did. And that's kind of like a tribute to what they used to have there. The Alpine uh, Slide. The Alpine right? slide. Mm-hmm. So you'll hear about that. We'll talk about that later yeah. on. Mm-hmm. But a lot of things still there from Action Park. They're slowly chipping them away. Yes, I think, but, but not everything. Yeah, there's no. some yeah. things that didn't make the cut. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, let's get into this interview. Yes, let's do Because it. it's a great one. If uh, you saw the documentary, you're going to want to listen to this mm-hmm. because he tells stories that are about documentary and also things that weren't in it. Mm-hmm. But also, if you didn't see the documentary and you listen to this episode, you're going to want to check it out. Yeah. It's just like a vicious circle with this. Right. If you hear this, you're going to watch want to watch the documentary and vice versa. So. Yes. And also, even if you haven't been to Action Park, haven't been to Mountain Creek, it's a water park. So, I mean, I'm sure you've at one point in your life been to some sort of amusement park. I'm sure at some point or... you've been in a pool. Yeah. Or something <laughs> that, you know... That, you know what a water park is, so you can kind of, you know, listen and follow right, along that right. way if you've never been there. And also there's a bunch of stories online that you can, you know, you could really deep dive into the history of Action Park. Yes, it's but, easy to uh, find. Yeah, but you don't have to now because you can sit back and relax and listen to the next hour and we dive into your minds. Yeah, or you dive into his mind. Yes, you dive into Seth's mind mm-hmm. and uh, hey, come swim with us. Yes. Just keep swimming. Yeah, I was just going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do it. Anything Goes Podcast. Uh, Seth Porges, Action Park. Now. Hey, what's happening? Welcome to another episode of the Anything Goes Podcast. And uh, today's a good one. A real, real good one. We have on the podcast, we have Seth Porges. Seth is a director, producer, journalist, and television commentator. He produced, wrote, and co-directed the feature documentary Class Action Park, which premiered as the number one movie on HBO Max in August 2020. How awesome is that? He was also named as one of the 50 media 
Power Bachelors <laughs> by the New York yeah. Observer. Somebody, somebody's reading from Wikipedia right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got a Wikipedia page. This, this is big, big oh, time. Um, so, but for all uh, all seriousness, we are big theme park and amusement park enthusiasts, and we're so excited to have you on the show. So, uh, welcome to the Anything Goes podcast. Great to be here. Yeah. Uh, so, Class Action Park that premiered as a number one movie on HBO Max. Absolutely, like what what a dream, right? You know. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think Jersey came out huge for us, really. Yeah, big time. Uh, did you ever see that happening? Number one. I mean, I, I mean, who knew, right? Like, you can never <laughs> tell these things. It, it, it was, it's so amazing because this really was like an independent film, like a DIY project some friends and I made. And we were fortunate enough to find just like an amazing home for it and to have it kind of up there in the bigs at the top of the charts with like Anne Hathaway movies and Birds of Prey. It's crazy. It's truly yeah. crazy. It's, it's flattering and it's crazy even for any documentary, but you know, like it's awesome. It's like, what a dream, you know? Cool. And what inspired you to say like, Hey, I'm going to go down this road and research as much as I possibly can on Action Park. Yeah, well, I went to Action Park as a kid uh, a couple times. And, you know, I, I've said this before, but, like, I had these memories just kind of banging around in my head that didn't really make sense. They didn't square with my ideas of how the world is supposed to work, you know? Like, there's no way that was real. And as I got older, I began looking back at these and thinking, like, was that real or was that something I saw in, like, a Bugs Bunny cartoon or The Simpsons? <laughs> that it were like, a video game. It, like, implanted itself in my brain. I was getting all mixed up. And so I started looking into it, like, 10 years ago. You know, I'm a journalist, wrote some articles about it. In 2013, I worked with some friends that produced a documentary short. It ended up going really viral because we spoke to people who, like, worked at and managed the park. And I think up until then, really a lot of what had been out there about Action Park were just these urban legends, this lore this almost oral history that had been uh, passed down without anybody actually believing it because nothing about Action Park sounds possible. And so people, I think, who went there even began to doubt the truth, began to doubt their own memories as I had. And after that short came out, well, that's when like the floodgates opened. That's when people started reaching out and were like, well, tip of the iceberg. I got the, I got the real stories. And we just knew we had to make a feature. How awesome. And how long did it take you to research all this information that you, know, you gathered? Yeah, well, in one sense, it was like a 10-year project. You know, I've been writing about Action Park since like 2009 or 2010. Uh, you know, I used to be an editor of Popular Mechanics, did a couple articles there. Actually, gave a couple lectures about the topic. We did the short. But really, you know, we only decided, my, my co-director, Chris Charles Scott, and I only really decided we're going to make this movie in April of 2019. I remember the exact moment. You know, I was, he lives in Vegas, uh, and he had never even heard of Action Park. Uh, and he, I was telling him these stories, and he was like, there's no, there's no way it's real. And I'm like, I know, man, it, it kind of has that feel, but this, it, it all happened there. It's all true. Yeah. And really like then and there, we're like, we're just going to make this movie. And we were rolling cameras within two months. Nice. Yeah. It's almost like an urban legend when, when you hear the name Action Park. Oh, absolutely. And I even, it, it has that feel of like, the boast a couple dudes from Jersey might make at a bar where it's like, oh yeah, there was a water slide that went in a full loop or <laughs> there was fights that were breaking out or these rides were tested by waving hundred dollar bills in the air and any employee, like all this stuff, none of it feels real. And I think, it, you know, the, 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 the legacy of the park became this almost accidental urban legend because it feels so much like an urban legend, even though it's all true. 
And that's what's so strange about Action Park is it's not an urban legend. It's true, but it has all the trappings of an urban legend. So we just kind of assume it's like the crocodiles in the sewer or like the kid whose head exploded after drinking Coke and eating Pop Rocks. You know, it has that same feel to it, only it's real. Yeah, for sure. And uh, how does something like this get picked up by HBO? Uh, you know, we were really lucky that, you know, it was the right movie at the right time, at the right place. Uh, you know, our original plan of of making this movie is we were just going to make it as an independent film and see what happens, which is what most filmmakers do. And it rarely ends up well, if we're going to be honest. Like, you're taking a gamble. Uh, we're like, we're going to play some film festivals, get some buzz, see what happens. Well, the film festivals got canceled. It was, you know, 2020. Um, but we were really lucky that, you know, HBO Max was this new streamer. And uh, they were, you know, they, we, we were what they were looking for. And it really just worked out beautifully. I don't think they, they believed in us from the get-go, but they couldn't have known it would have been like this phenomenon that it was. And we're just, and, and they were so, so I mean, this is going to sound like I'm shilling, but they were just so supportive, you know, like we were like the little guy up there with the big stars and they really like worked with us and, and did everything they could to nurture it. It was so cool, like turning on TV and seeing ads for HBO Max play and it'd be clips of these like big bunch of blockbuster movies mixed in with clips of our movie. I'm like, cool. one of these things is not like the other, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. That's so awesome though. Good for you guys. Yeah. So, uh, could, could we get into it and talk a little bit about Accident Park or, or Action Park? Yeah, of course. Park? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no need to hold anything back at this point. What you need? All right, let's yeah. do it. Well, this is the Anything Goes podcast, so anything goes here. So, so sure. give it to us. All right. Yeah, yeah. What do you want to know? Hit me up with some questions. All right. So, first of all, we'll start off easy. So, uh, I guess with like an Action Park scar, is that like a rite of passage for growing oh, up? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for a lot of kids. I mean, that's what's so perverse and amazing and interesting about this park. What makes it interesting, I think more than anything, is that how people who went there, maybe even got injured there, mm-hmm. look back at it with this fondness. And how when it was open, uh, it was no secret that it was dangerous. I mean, people like contemporaneously were calling it Accident Park. They're calling it Traction Park. They're calling it Class Action Park, which we call it, of course. Uh, but it didn't scare people away. Every time the news would report another injury, more people would show up. It became the appeal. It became this like draw. It was like a chance to test your mettle. So kids would go to Action Park. They get scraped up, have some injuries, whatever it is go to school with these scars and they become like battle scars like badges of honor and and and, and the ultimate like and i think embodiment of what it was like to grow up in the 80s when what it meant to have fun was to push yourself as close as you could to the precipice of dying and not right. go over the edge that's what fun was in the 80s and i think action park really embodies that in such a specific strong way awesome and you know i guess no no publicity is bad publicity yeah, it, it's so amazing. Like, they, people knew, you know, everybody knew this wasn't a secret. You know, so many people have reached out to me after uh, we released a film who were either like, yeah, I went there, I got injured, or my parents would never let me go there because <laughs> they knew it wasn't a secret. Um, I actually was, my parents took me there twice. And I asked my parents, I'm like, why, why did everybody knew why'd you take me my mom told me she's like well they were advertising on tv it's this kind of like family friendly relaxing place to take your kids i'm like okay well that explains the first time we went (laughs) but but we went back and that's what was so astonishing to me is my we went back and my parents are very cautious like we go to some like ramshackle carnival though they'll be like don't go on that thing it's gonna fall apart but they took me to action park 
Okay. So, so they give you a reason why they brought you back a second time? Uh, I think they really like just start shaking their head and being like, <laughs> don't even know, man. <laughs> I guess it was fun. I think they were like, the kids are having fun there and it was right. fun. And that's what's so, that's why, that's why this place is interesting. It would, it wouldn't be interesting if it was this like dangerous place with ludicrous rides and it wasn't fun. What exactly. made Action Park so, so interesting is that it, it, it was all of that. It was a stupid, idiotic, dangerous, chaotic, insane place to go. It was also insanely fun. And really, I think that, like, that makes it so interesting because people, it, it kind of creates this mental exercise when you start thinking about Action Park, even if you've never been there, even if you just barely heard of it, where you start asking yourself these questions about, like, what kind of person are you? Am I the kind of person who would have gone to Action Park? Yeah. Am I the kind of person who would have gone on that ride? And mm. I think people come out very, it, it becomes like a weird mental thought experiment to kind of imagine what kind of person you are, how you would have interacted with, gone, or avoided Action Park. Right. So I don't know if you have kids or, or nephews or nieces, but if you have any of them, would you have young ones to Action Park? Well, knowing what I know now, I, I honestly don't think so. Because yeah. it, here's the thing about Action Park. There's, there's the fantasy of it, this romantic view of Action Park, which was, it was this place of ultimate freedom, where you have these incredible contraptions, these incredible rides, and they're going to let you do whatever you want. And if you're a responsible person and you know your limits, you're going to be okay. And that's the romantic myth of Action Park. The truth yeah. about Action Park, however, is a lot of people got hurt there who were doing everything right. That these rides were so poorly designed, or you're on a ride next to somebody who's out of his mind, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. And I think one of the things that was really interesting is how this myth has really kind of stood the test of time and then really kind of looking at what were these entries? What were these deaths? How did they actually happen? And realizing that a lot of the time, the person was not the blame. You know, it was, it was absolutely like they were doing everything right. And that would have made me very uncomfortable, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's one thing to get some, you know, bumps and bruises, but another thing to lose a life. I mean, that's, sure. that's yeah. crazy. For sure. I, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so if Action Park was around today, yeah, with yeah. all social media and, and camera phones and videos, how long do you think it would last? Oh, it wouldn't last. Ten. It's it's, like, it's not even it's not even the social media part. Which sure yeah. it would have been. Like, I mean, first of all, Action Park is open under a different name, but it's not Action yeah. Park. It's right. not it's right. not this insane free one place. It's a it's a well run, well managed, well maintained park called Mountain Creek, which everybody yeah. should visit. It's it, yeah, like, if we, you want, if you like yeah, if you like the movie, like you'll feel the sense of history. I think like you'll feel like you're walking amongst ghosts. Uh, so so yes, you can sort of experience that. But if Action Park in its pure 1980s form was around today, it wouldn't last. It wouldn't last a minute. It wouldn't last a single day. And it's not just the social media. It's not just it. it it's the things like they didn't actually have insurance for years of their operation. They got away with a fake insurance company. You can't do that today. Insane. Like all of the things they did. The let's just say over corruption that was required to keep the park in operation, I think would have been much more difficult today. Right. Uh, speaking of Mountain Creek, we, we did go there. We've been there before we visited. Uh, me and Alex, a couple of our buddies. And the first thing we did was we, we jumped off that 30-foot water cliff yeah. to the pool. Jump off that cliff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the first thing we did. And we didn't realize instead of hitting like a pool of water, it was like a pool of pins and needles with how cold that water was. <laughs> We and that's one of the warmer pools at the park. You go is on, it? Wow. Yeah, yeah. If you, I mean, these are now closed, but they were open until like two years ago. Like the Tarzan okay. Swing, yeah. Cannonball Falls. That's the real cold water because that's Did the natural spring. The swing? What's that? They closed the Tarzan yeah. Swing? Oh, yeah, no. just like two years ago. I know, right? Oh. But but that but that, the water over in that part of the park, that was right. natural spring water in the shade. You know, that was the real cold stuff. 
the by comparison the cliff dive was a freaking hot tub you know like i mean because it's like it's like a normal pool in the sun it's so cold but nothing like the i mean the literal like hypothermia that would come from people hitting the other water it was so cold people literally going to shock wow. like it was and like forget how to swim it was yeah. it was dangerous and i and, I, and that caught people off guard you just see people go in and like their bodies would seize and that right. was that was wild yeah yeah so so when when we jumped off the cliff my, my buddy joe he, he's you know pretty blind he has glasses first thing we did jumped off he lost his glasses gone so he had to go the whole day without barely seeing anything which wasn't good and then i think you said it what, what was the indoor tube slide where like you get to the end you drop like maybe 15 feet into yeah the cannonball falls yeah, yeah. so 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 we did that my wife went on it you know and when we go on these on these slides we from the top pull ourselves down and get as much speed as we can yeah and i went first i went in it was cold she went she hit the water instantly couldn't move same thing like you said and i'm watching her from the outside and i'm looking and she's like she's not swimming she's not you know just kind of frozen i look at the lifeguard they're not moving i look at her she's not moving it got to the point i had to jump in and, and save her myself because uh yeah nobody sometimes you gotta take things into your own hands uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah that that right there that that's another one that and tarzan swing were in this section of the park that had this yep. like ice cold spring water both of those rides closed a couple of years ago there's a I, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that like that was unchlorinated spring water and certain regulations make that very yes. difficult to kind of stay open uh you know it was running moving water so it was probably fine uh but that but that was a fun ride i mean it was a fun ride because you yeah. are literally just like shot out it's called a cannibal falls and it's like you're right. a cannibal you're just shot out into the middle of there and then you fall and you fall like really far really far and you go so fast on that ride too it only lasts three seconds like it's, mm -hmm. it's one of the shortest rides you've ever been on but the way it's designed you get you get speed you get like real speed and it's pitch black. And then suddenly you see this like little beam of light and then it opens up into the sky yeah, and you fall. Too, yeah. yeah. And it, and it, and it, it just basically triggers everything in your body that, that feels wrong. You're like, <laughs> I, you feel like you're going to die. And there's something so, it just feels like you're doing it, like you're bungee jumping or skydiving. It's like this extreme uh, sport of wrongness is what it feels like. But like you said, looking at it from, you know, just standing in the park, it's like a, little three second thing it's like you know how bad can it be and then you experience Boom. that and, yeah. yeah it's like like yeah three seconds running that ride but it's three seconds you remember you know yeah have you been on a tarzan swing oh yeah i went as a kid uh yeah. way back in the day but also you know more recently when uh, as mountain creek before they closed it and that ride i mean that's great the thing i think that the reason tarzan swing stands so tall in the memories of people who went to action park is that a lot of the rides at action park if you're a little kid you're not touching because like there are intense machines like speed boats or like racing cars to go six miles per hour or jumping off a cliff. These are things that like a seven-year-old really shouldn't be doing. Maybe some did, but really shouldn't be doing. Tarzan swing was kind of for everybody. And it embodied the chaos and the atmosphere of Action Park because it's got this like viewer galley where you're doing it and everybody's taunting you and screaming yeah. at you and calling <laughs> you all sorts of names. And people are trying to one-up each other, do backflips, show off, pull their pants out. So it becomes this, like, just everything about Action Park, this chaos, this uh, wanting to, like, one-up each other, this taunting, this, like, jerseyness of it all. And the fact that, like, young kids could do it, I think is why, is why Tarzan Swing is something, like, everybody remembers. Right. So, so when you're up there on the platform grabbing onto the rope, what, what approach did you have when you swung? When I was a little kid, I was just trying to not face plant you know like like because it's a lot of people would uh 
you'd be amazed just like you know a lot of people can't hold their own body weight so they hold on to this thing and they just fall they just fall and or it'd be really slippery because it's like a water ride you know you're holding on to this bar like a trapeze bar and be super slippery so people would fall they hit their heads on the platform they'd face plant uh into that cold water all sorts of things would happen so my goal when i'm like seven years old is just like don't i'm not trying to go for a backflip I'm not trying to get a 10 out of 10. I'm just trying to not embarrass myself and get a okay. hundred people from New Jersey chanting like nasty things. At me. <laughs> See, I think that would have been my, my approach to try to get as many nasty things yelled at me as, as possible. Yeah. Well, there's, there's sort of like, you know, in wrestling, like the heels, yep. the bad guys, oh, they really just want to like work up the crowd. Like, yep. <laughs> like that's, that's fun. That's yeah. fun. But I was, when you're you seven know, years you know old. What? You're not doing that. I yeah. think the whole time online, I'd be taunting everyone and be, you know, giving it to them hard and, and all that. Yeah. And then when I work up and I get up to the platform, I think I would go to go and then just walk away and act like I was too scared. Yeah. That's, I always thought it'd be really fun to kind of um, just like go full heel, get everybody taunting you, yeah. like make, just like take your sweet times. So people were like, boo, boo, boo. And then later in the day, they had this attraction uh, back in the day called the Gladiator Challenge, which was... Okay. Um, a straight up ripoff, unlicensed of American gladiators, yeah. where you as a patron of the park could like battle some jacked up dude named Turbo, right? <laughs> like, okay. And they got, they had like legal action, like cease and desist, because they were just like oh, stealing sucks. American gladiators ideas and IP. But you as like a person at the park could be like, I'm going to joust this giant guy who's just going <laughs> to give me hell. I thought it'd be fun to like start off at the Tarzan swing get a, get people booing you, boo, boo, boo. And then by the time you get to the glider challenge, everybody's so, so happy when that guy <laughs> takes you down. <laughs> like you're, like you're um, Sergeant Slaughter or like oh, some yeah. bad guy in wrestling. Yeah. All right. The, the Iron Sheik. Yeah, exactly. Like, boo, Hulkster got him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I got to ask about this Cannonball Loop. Is, is that something you've experienced? No, I never went to Cannonball Loop. It was open. Yeah. I mean, okay. So Cannonball Loop, which of course was the looping water slide. You know, yeah. it's like a tube water slide that through somehow somehow at the end has a full you know roller coaster style loop to loop now you're it's a water slide you're not like tied down you're just like going down a soup so people get to the top they smash their faces some people wouldn't make it all the way through people get stuck they had to install a hatch to extricate people all sorts of it just doesn't work it doesn't make sense it never worked it never worked but they tried for years to get it to work. Uh, I remember when I was there, I saw people going down it. And I asked, because you see this thing and you're like, that, what? What is that? And I was told it was only employees being put through it. Uh, so I saw humans go through it. I was not one of those humans. Um, the, the word out there, sort of, you look at like Wikipedia or whatever, is some articles that was only open for a couple months in one year in the 80s. It's actually, that's actually not true. It was open off and on through the 90s. And I was there probably in the early 90s, seeing people go through it, employees yeah. going through it. And what's so amazing to me about this thing is, you know, it wasn't like they built this thing. They said, this isn't working, scrap it, whatever, let's move on. They spent more than a decade trying to get this thing to work. The owner would literally stand by the ride waving $100 bills in the air. And then the yeah. teenage employees would go down and get bribed $100. Younger kids only got bribed 50 though. Um, and... They, they, they didn't give up. And I just can't imagine. I like to say, like, what? They put so much into it, like, to the point where it's like, this wasn't doing them any favors. People look at this thing. They think it's insane. Why are they so <laughs> set on getting this thing to work? And I just, like, imagine, like, what did he think would happen if they got this thing to work? Would, like, a Stargate open? Would, like, it be like the machine in contact where, like, aliens come down? Like, he put all of his time and effort into it. And I'm like, Why? And it's like, did he think like all other water parks would have to shut down because we're the ones <laughs> with the looping water slide? Right, it's right. crazy. 
It's crazy. It never worked. Has yeah, anybody yeah. made it through like successfully? Oh, yeah. Around? Yeah, they have. Wow. Yeah, and I the problem was that not, that they couldn't guarantee that would happen. You know, right. it's uh, everybody's got different body weight, different body shapes, different uh, wetness, like lubrication when they go through, uh, uh-huh. different everything. You can push your hands against the side of a thing and slow you down, or you can go down really fast. There's just no way to control it. Is the problem. And so they could never get it working right where they could guarantee somebody would make it through. And here's the thing about a ride. You want to guarantee somebody makes it through. There's no, there's, there's no roller coaster where we're like 70% of people make it to the end. That's okay. Yeah. Like that's, that's, nobody, nobody approaches rides that like, you got to like, like one, one not making it through is, is too much for a ride. Right. What's well, funny though. We're big into haunted houses as well, going to haunted attractions and, and that they want people to not make it through. That's a big yeah, selling yeah. factor for them. You know, we only have 50% of, of customers make it through. But as far as a water slide and, and a roller coaster, I think uh, I think you want 100%. Yes. Success. Yes. Sure. 100. Yeah. 100%. You're dealing with like <laughs> physical contraptions. There's no there's no margin right. of error. There's no 95% of people made it to the end of this ride. Like right. no, everybody has to make it through. So so how much would you have to wait for you up there for you to uh, grab grab it and go? You know, it wouldn't be about the money. For me, it would be like literally one of those things where, God, like what a mental exercise that is. Like you imagining yourself there. You're 15 years old, 1985. This guy's waving 100 bucks, like $300 today in the air. Like that's like weeks worth of money for you. But more important, like it's, it's, that's not really what, what's on your mind though. It's like the pride, the, the, the feeling that if you get to the other end, you're going to have bragging rights for life. Like you're, you're, you're like, this is, it's like bungee jumping times a thousand. Like yeah. you're one of the few who did this absolutely insane thing. But at the same time, you know, it's like, that's the only reason to do it. There's no reason on this earth to do this thing. And I, <laughs> and I, and, I, and I, it's such a strange mental exercise. Cause like, I don't know what I would have done. I think at the end of the day, I would have like put on a football helmet <laughs> or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, but people as safe as possible. Yeah, but people were getting, you know, we talked about in the film, but people would get to the top, they'd smash their faces and lose teeth. Then as we you know, we talk about the film, they set other people down, those teeth would be embedded in the padding and they'd scrape people up. That's messed up. It's Insane. Messed up. Insane. Insane. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, have you heard of a water slide sky caliber? I don't know yeah, if it's sky- open. No, it didn't open. Sky caliber was sort of the the looping water slide version two point Okay. And uh, they, they were going to open that. So, so the original owners of Action Park took over the park in the early 2010s, right? And, um, and the family owned it until uh, 2015 or 16 or so. And they, when they took back the park, they were trying to kind of, let's just say, put more of the old Action Park uh, spirit into things. And they thought, like, the way to do this more than anything is get the loop and water slide in there. Yeah. Um, so, so they found this company that, like, had a prototype. And I spoke to, you know, the former park president who went out and tested this thing out. He actually wrote it. My understanding, though, is that one was a little bit safer because unlike the original Cannibal Loop where you're just, like, on a tube and you're doing whatever, they actually strap you into kind of, like, a little pod. And when you have some sort of, like, pod or something, it's easier to control Okay. to make sure it works I, I i may not be a pod i gotta get this right but we talked yeah. about in the film you know how that w- it was announced the pictures of it look insane 
The other thing about the original loop that's messed up is just the shape of the loop. It's a perfect, it's like a circle. And if you look at any, any roller coaster, the loop is not a circle. It's like a right. teardrop or a corkscrew. And that's because it dissipates the G's and keeps you from like breaking your back. You know, it gets really intense if you just go straight down into a full circle. They didn't really understand that when they used the word design very liberally. When they, when they designed this thing, they just kind of said, yeah, it looks right and, and built right. it. So funny. So uh, <clears throat> walking into Action Park and seeing Cannonball Loop. Is that yeah. like the equivalent of seeing Cinderella's Castle in, in Disney World? A hundred percent. That's why I say it's like a demented version of Cinderella's Castle. It tells right. you everything you need to know about the world you're entering. You walk into <laughs> Disneyland, you see Cinderella's Castle, you're like, I know what this world is, right? It's like yeah. some fairy tale stuff. Uh, you walk into Action Park, you see a looping water slide. You're like, oh yeah, the laws of physics and common sense don't apply here. <laughs> so. Yeah, so good. Um, are you familiar with Disney? Have you, have you been there at all? Oh yeah, tons, tons. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, I know all the theme parks. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Sure. So, so if there's one ride in Disney World that you can think of that you can like transform and turn into an action park ride, what ride would that be? You know, back in the day, so so when Disney um, in the '70s, it was up and through the '90s, they had a water park called River Country that was uh, that was at Disney World, and it eventually had to close because it was like a natural swimming hole type thing with unchlorinated water, and I think they had some issues with. Uh, bacterial infections and some other things like that but they actually had a couple they didn't have many rides there but they had a couple things that actually felt very similar to action park in that they were both sort of very early water parks like action park was the third modern water park in the entire country so this was like really early days of water parks in which the idea of water park was kind of viewed as an evolution from like an old swimming hole where you do things like have a rope and like jump into the water or they had, um, you know, at Action Park, they had a cliff dive, but they also had a water slide that would just want, slide you off the cliff. So you didn't have to, you know, jump. You just like sit down right. and slide off. They had yeah. a really similar thing at, at Disney's River Country. It wasn't nearly as high, but yeah. they had like a similar ride. And so I think at that park, a lot of the same mental processes, which is like, let's create this environment that feels like a natural swimming, mountain swimming hole, natural environment uh, with some of these more kind of ragtag DIY feeling rides, I think was in the air too. Now I got to think about if it's like, was there anything at like Magic Kingdom or like Disneyland that mm-hmm. that feels very action parky, but I'll think about that. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you've been on Alien Counter from back in the Oh day. yeah. Oh yeah. That was yeah, messy. I would say that, that yeah. would probably fit into uh scared the hell out of you that was an oh, amazing yeah. ride that was an amazing ride because um it like legitimately was like a frightening ride and disney right. is all about you know not trying to give their patrons heart attacks uh you know that's sort of like i think like part of their mission statement is yeah. we want to make things <laughs> that won't won't make people scream bloody murder um yeah, yeah. i i don't i view it as very different from action park stuff though because action park stuff was very dangerous in, right? uh dangerous but also uh interactive what made you know the the owner of the park didn't really call it an amusement park he called it a self-participation park meaning that there weren't really rides that we kind of be strapped in and the ride would do the work right like you're near disney world he wanted rides that were closer in spirit to like skiing where you're controlling things and you're deciding how fast how high how whatever you're going and that of course led so much of the danger of the park because people would go on these things where they actually could control their ride vehicle or their own uh body's movements in the ride but they would treat them like the predictable ride you might find at disneyland where the machine does all the work and you're guaranteed to be safe and so people would approach these rides which are really kind of 
almost extreme sports unto themselves, but approach them as if they were as safe and rubber coated and padded as a Disneyland ride. Gotcha. I think the closest thing to something like that today that we've been on, I'm sure there's crazy ones all around the world, but uh, Universal Studios has Volcano Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The water park. Have you been to that yet? No, I haven't been. It only no, opened so, like two years ago. Yeah, yeah so, so we, we got there, you know, fortunately, and they have a lazy river that's not so lazy. And it's basically have like full jets shooting out around the lazy river and you're just in a life vest. That's fun. Oh, that. Life vest? There's no life vest at Action Park. Well, no. right. I know, <laughs> but I'm just saying you have like no control over where you're going besides yeah. being held up. But right. Action Park has, has none of that. True. Sure. Uh, all right. And what about the, uh, the grave, grave uh, pool? The grave pool, the wave pool, the, the grave pool. pool. <laughs> yeah, so this the wave pool is interesting because on paper, you're like, it's a wave pool. I've seen yeah. wave pools before. There's wave pools at other parks. But you have to keep in mind, this was literally one of the very first wave pools. It might have been the first, actually, in the in the country. And right now, you go to a wave pool at, like, a normal water park. It tends to be, like, here's, like, four or five minutes of mild, gentle waves. And then, like, 30 minutes of calm. And then four minutes of gentle waves and then 30 minutes of calm. At Action Park, it was not like that. It was like 30 minutes of intense 10-foot half-pipe waves and then like three minutes of calm so they could scan the bottom and make sure there are no bodies. And then 30 minutes of intense – it was like cranked up. And it was really intense. And people would go there who maybe couldn't swim out or if they could swim, they would see these waves – and they would anticipate it being similar to going to an ocean where there's salt water that creates buoyancy that kind of keeps you afloat. But it's fresh water and people would just have the waves topple over them and, and submerge them and take them under. And all day long, all day long, the uh, lifeguard just pulling people out. You know, it earned a nickname the Grave Pool. As one of the lifeguards in our film uh, put it, there's one section that was known as the death zone. Uh, and the, the lifeguard chair overlooking that was called the death chair. And it was basically guaranteed that if you were, they would like break lifeguards in. It's almost like a hazing rite of passage by placing them there and to show them like how serious their job was. It was kind of guaranteed. You worked there for 45 minutes, an hour, you'd have five, six, seven saves like yes. all day long, all day long. You know, most lifeguards at a, at a regular pool very rarely are they pulling people out in actuality it's a rare thankfully it's a rare occurrence at action park it was a non-stop occurrence just constantly pulling people out pulling people out pulling people out Mm. wow all right and uh how do you rank action park up to the uh six flags haunted house fire wow um this is dark (laughs) yes that was that was a true tragedy i think they're very different uh i I mean, that's a morbid question, man. But I just think that they're yeah. similar in a way that they both changed the industry forever. They did. You know? They did. Yeah. Um, you'd be amazed how little Action Park actually changed anything, though. Like, it, it, I think the, need, the, the, the ending of the story I think everybody wants for Action Park is the regulators moved in and these guys got caught and yeah. they were ordered to shut it down. And then everything was changed and now everything's safe. That's not what happened. Action Park never closed down because of safety. It never closed down because of regulation. It closed down because of bankruptcy. Uh, they, they were fined a couple times in their like, you know, more hmm. than 10 years, like 15 or whatever year existence. Uh, no, but regulators never really clamped down on them. It didn't, it almost, the fact, what's astonishing about Action Park is how little it actually changed anything. It just existed until it ended. Okay, okay. wow. So, so these water parks today, they don't, you know, 
it's not like, oh, we can't, you know, be like Action Park or whatever, you know, it's. I think, I think it's more common sense. Like we can't be dangerous. Um, right, it's right. not like we can't risk becoming another Action Park because Action Park was open until it closed. It was never right. like right. a fatality of its own danger. You know, it never was. And so I think certainly like places now open with safety in mind with good reason because safety is important and because liability is certainly a bigger concern than it was in the 80s because insurance is a bigger concern. Lawsuits are bigger concerns. All these things are bigger concerns. I do not believe though that these executives are saying we can't become another action park. They're probably joking about action park because it's like, oh my goodness, can you believe that? That's insane that that ever existed. But I don't think they're saying we can't be action park. Got it. All right. And if you were able to bring back one ride from action park to do today, just for- Yeah. So, so the most fun Fun rides, if, if what you're asking. There are two rides yeah. I think truly were the most fun experiences and like media experiences. Uh, I think the Alpine Slide, as dangerous as it was, and it was dangerous, right. was insanely fun. Nobody would have written that thing if it wasn't. I think <laughs> when you're being real with yourself, you go, this was a death trap. Everybody got hurt. I mean, on an average like weekday in the summer, you'd have triple digit injuries on this one ride alone, like 100, 200 people every single day, like a significant percentage of people who, it wasn't like a freak occurrence, a significant percentage of people who went this ride got injured and some people died. You know, in the movie, we, we spent quite a bit of time talking with the family of a kid who died on this park very tragically. But the reason people went on this ride is because it was fun. It was a really fun ride. You could go really fast and you could also fly off and get hurt. And the other ride that was, I think, super fun was the Colorado River ride. And you look at this thing again and it like, it kind of looks like a, a slide I'll see at like Bush Gardens or Kingston Minion or something, or like Six Flags. It's the type where you're in a raft with like four or five people and you get soaking wet. But what made the action park one different was it, you, you were on, you're holding on for dear life through like simulations of category four rapids. It was extremely intense. People were flying off this thing all the time. They're smashing into each other. Fights are breaking out. Uh, people are constantly smashing their faces uh, into each other or into like caves you would enter. You, this ride is actually still open, cranked down, way cranked down. But when you ride it today, you actually have to wear like a face mask, like um, like a catcher's mask or like a, oh, like a really? hockey mask because so many people are smashing their faces. And uh, just people would like stand up as you enter a cave and boom, like get a concussion. Uh, so yeah, so it's open now, but you have to wear a, a mask, but that one there, that was one that I think, I don't even think the video footage we have of it does it justice, how truly out of control that ride was. Mm. Wow. And yeah, you wouldn't know unless you experienced it. So it's nice to speak to somebody like you who, yeah, uh, who lived sure. it. <laughs> and then the Alpine, the Alpine slide. So guests were like dropping their sleds from the ski lift. Yeah, that was a problem. Uh, there was everything about this ride was dangerous. Like there's so much, you could spend an hour just talking about the Alpine slide, yeah. but it was on its surface. You know, you go down this like toboggan down what appeared to be a concrete track. It was actually made of asbestos mostly. Uh, <laughs> and you take a ski lift to the top and the ski lift would be directly over the track. And on the ski lift with you would be your cart, your toboggan you take up. So people just for fun would just push their, their carts off their ski lift, trying to hit people below. It's like target practice the mm. security guards call them cart dumpers is what they call them and it's happening okay. multiple times a day just, and as you go up you'd see the wreckage of i found out about this because i remembered visually seeing the wreckage of carts lining the track and i was like were those people who got into accidents and they just left their carts and i asked the person he's like yeah some of them were but a lot of them were just people who just dumped their carts off their ski lift and that's what a lot of those were right um you get to the top and then you'd be greeted as like this grim warning about the danger you're about to experience with photos of bloody 
gory bodies and victims, like people who had their stuff cut off. Uh, in the film, we, sh- we briefly um, show a newspaper in which this three-year-old girl had her finger chopped off on the ride because I guess she put it like in front of it and it rolled over it. Well, the person who that was, who's now an adult, reached out to us and was so excited to have her missing finger feature in the movie. She sent me a video of her fingerless hand and saying that like, to this day, nobody believes her when she says she lost her finger on this ride. And she didn't have actually, she asked me to send her that newspaper clip because she like didn't have any evidence or anything. And the family got like paid off like a thousand bucks, like nothing (laughs) for like having her finger chopped off as a three-year-old, a three-year-old, a three-year-old. Yeah. Absurd. Yeah, but uh, th- this video of the Alpine slides reminds me of I don't know if you saw I'm sure you have but in Cool Runnings you know the movie oh yeah movie? of course when when they're trying to just recruit your bones someone. don't break they shatter right yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the lights go on and the room is empty yes exactly um, no but people lined right up for it and they would think about the Alpine slide that was rough was if you didn't know, if you went down, they had different tracks that were of different like speed, suggested speeds and, and slopes and intensities. And if you went down the fastest one and you didn't know where to break and you didn't know how to distribute your body going into turns, it was basically guaranteed you're going to fly off. And mm. that's a lot to put on somebody because you have these like thrill-seeking death wish teenagers who are like full speed ahead, heavy metal, right. and they're not breaking and they're flying off all day long, just all day long. Yeah, we did something similar to that a couple years ago. It might have been a Mountain Creek in, in the wintertime. Um, and you're kind of on like a car and a track. Yeah. So down. Mountain Creek has what's called an Alpine coaster, which is yeah, sort of a – Yeah. And, and you see these now at some places as sort of um, an homage to the old Alpine slides. These right. are actually – and what – you know, it's similar-looking car, and you have the same kind of joystick where you can control your speed and go faster, slower, faster, mm-hmm. slower. You're not flying off that thing. It's on a track. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, it's it's like a like a small roller coaster where you are controlling the speed of your vehicle, but you're not you're just not flying off it. And no, but even that, if the person behind you doesn't break it, they're slamming right into you. Yeah, but those things yeah. don't, don't go nearly as fast. I mean, they have kind of I'm built sure. into them uh, some yeah. like speed governing systems, so you're not going nearly as wildly fast as you were at Action Park. And, I, and the thing at Action Park was especially dangerous because yeah, you're sharing this track with other people. And there's no telling what the person behind you will do. And the problem with these things is they were not well-maintained. And so some of them, the, 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 the throttle brake joystick would be stuck in place. So it'd be basically stuck in a brake position, whereas others like wouldn't work at all. And those two people are sharing a track. Somebody's like moving at a snail's pace because their brake is stuck. And the other, the throttle's stuck. Well, something's going to give. And that would happen, happen all the time. Yeah, crazy. Oh, I gotta tell you. So, so, okay. So, so, yeah. So, so the this isn't in the movie. So we had these alpine slides, super dangerous. The really dangerous ones, though, were the white carts. The employees would take the white carts and they would file down like the wheels or whatever was on the bottom to make them extra crazy and extra fast. And that's what they would ride. And then Mm -hmm. if um, they had friends or somebody who knew about them, I believe uh, people would like slip the employees a couple bucks to get to take one of the white carts down that were extra fast. Okay. Yeah, and then when it rained out, uh, how they would dry these, how they would dry the track up is they'd go down with towels just like hanging behind the cars, sopping up water like one kid after another. And when it was wet out, it was actually dangerous to break, so you couldn't break. And so people would go down and they'd fly off because they couldn't break, or they would break uh, because like the nerves, it's too much. Everything in your body's telling you to hit the brake, and they'd fly off. It was just a super dangerous job. <laughs> 
these teenagers, how they live some life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, have you seen the Action Point movie? I have. I have seen Action yeah. Point. So yeah. uh, Johnny Knoxville, he said that was the most injured he's ever gotten in any film that he's ever made. I know. Uh, uh, wild, right? It just shows you, like, even just uh, cosplaying Action Park is dangerous, right? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and what did you think of the movie? Was it uh, kind of spot I mean, on with... No, I think I, I don't think it's 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 fair to the movie nor to Action Park to kind of view them as too closely intertwined. It was it was okay. a movie kind of inspired by the idea of what Action Park exactly. was, like this dangerous right. amusement park. But the story, the characters, was just it's its own thing, its own yeah, beast. I got it. And okay. yeah, and and I think you know it, there's no need to fictionalize Action Park. The truth is crazy enough as mm. it is. Yeah. So, so speaking of it being crazy enough, what's the craziest story you could think of? <laughs> Oh man, I've heard some stuff. Okay, so um, let me go this way. Um, okay, so so in the movie we briefly talk about how it, it was known by some employees that Gene, the owner of the park, kept a, a an illegal Mac Ten machine gun in his desk. Uh-huh. The full right. story, which we kind of didn't have time to go into, was that employee had actually broken into Gene's office to look for the gun with the idea that he'd like shoot some cans or something for fun, uh, just target practice with it. But when he got there, the gun was missing. I didn't find out until after the movie came out uh, speaking to another employee about this. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I know why the gun was missing because just a couple weeks earlier, this other employee and a friend of his who worked there had the exact same idea, had broken into his office, found the gun, shot up a bunch of cans and trees and stuff, and one of them stole it. Uh, so, uh, so, so, yeah, so, so he had a, not only did he have a machine gun in his desk, but numerous employees knew about it and one okay. stole it. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. And, and what's your thoughts on Gene? What do you I mean, I think, the, I think the movie kind of speaks for itself in terms of yeah. him. I, I, I'd, re, I'd like people to very much make up their own minds about him. I think what makes him very interesting as a character is that it's, uh, it's very easy to have mixed feelings about him and to both simultaneously say this guy did some horrible, rotten, corrupt things. Right. Yeah. But man, he also had some crazy ideas and actually made them happen. And I think he's not a very easy person to label. I think he kind of uh, straddles the highs and lows of the human experience certainly lived a life you know and i think that makes him a really interesting person doesn't mean he's aspirational doesn't mean we should romanticize him but i think it is but i think it is easy to romanticize him um you know in a movie i actually say i say like it's so easy to romanticize him and what he did and i think a lot of people mistook that for me saying we should romanticize him i do not think we should i think we should kind of cut through and 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 ask ourselves honestly what is it that we are romanticizing about this guy and what he did gotcha and if you're able to go back and ask gene one question what would that question be? Oh man, <laughs> one question for Gene Mobile. Uh, what were you thinking, man? I just really <laughs> like, like you know, there's yeah. one of the things that really vexes me about this whole deal is why he did all this. Like he didn't need the money; he really didn't. And um, and he certainly put himself at personal risk and liability for a lot of the actions he did. And best I can tell, he really legitimately wanted to make a place that people found to be fun. He wanted to give people experiences. He just wanted to do it his way. And I, I really would love to hear him, knowing what we know today, I'd love to hear him justify and explain himself because I'm sure he has a very coherent thought through explanation in his okay. own logic. And I'd be very curious as to what he says. Got it. And uh, I've heard you say this before, I think in another interview, but if you had to guess, what would that emergency button go to that he had? Oh, sure. So what you're talking about is, is, is um, according to some employees, there was, Gene had like a panic button, a button on yeah. his desk. Nobody had any idea where it went to. It didn't go to local police. Okay. No, it didn't go to security because the security department or people who told me that, where did that go to? Wow. 
I'm going to guess maybe some family men, if you catch my drift. I don't know. Oh. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, with, with all the ride technology that we have today, what kind of ride do you think you would produce if he was a... Uh... Goodness gracious. I think yeah. a lot of... That's an interesting question. I think a lot of... I think his brain would have still been largely in sort of the... You know, what made a lot of action park rides interesting was that these were things that a couple of dudes in New Jersey just built. You know, these weren't things using high technology. They weren't things coming from some big manufacturer. It was some guys with ideas just saying, we're going to build this thing. We're just going to do it. And I would like to think that that same sort of thing would be happening where whatever technology is available to them, sure, but they're not going to like bring in these big contracting firms. They're not going to work with these technology firms. They're just going to say, what can we get our hands on at Home Depot and build? Gotcha. I think, he, you know, like I said before, we're, we're big into haunted houses. I think he would be like a great haunted house. In oh, so Sweet. much. Right. Yeah. They, if they could have done a good haunt, and that would have been a great kind of, um, I, I think it's almost inevitable they would have done something like that. I'll add mm. to because, you know, Action Park was a summertime activity. The ski resort was a wintertime thing. But it's like an autumn, like a fall activity, like yeah. a solid haunt would have fit in perfect. I would have loved to see what his mind would have created. Yeah, 100%. Oh, that would have been amazing. For sure. Um, so do you go on roller coasters? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's your favorite out there right now? I'll tell you, the, the one roller coaster that really sticks with me that I went on uh, in the past couple of years was at King's Dominion in Virginia. Okay. There's this ride called The Intimidator. And it is, uh, if you look up the wiki, it actually says this. It's a ride notorious for giving virtually everybody who goes on it what is called a gray out, meaning um, you lose, you black out, you lose your vision, but you maintain your consciousness. And it is a legitimately horrifying experience. What I've said, I've said this before, but you get to the end of that thing. Typically, you get the end of like a thrill ride. Everybody's cheering, clapping. Woo, we did it, right? Yeah. Get to the end of this one. Everybody's looking at each other like, are you okay? are you okay like are you it's it's like a legitimately like share traumatic experience and it's if you don't know what's happening and you suddenly just lose your vision it can mess with you it can really mess with you it's kind of awesome though yeah have you been on hagrid's roller coaster in in universal no i haven't been down there and uh since that thing opened and it's uh you know it's rough to go down right now so yeah Yeah, of course yeah we actually got there right before you know covid even began and that's a ride you definitely have to get on. I, 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 normally, I don't like to watch, like, video tours uh-huh. of, of rides before I go on them. But with the pandemic, I was like, oh, let's watch it. You know, it looks awesome. The animatronics look great. Yeah, and there's yeah. certain parts in it that just, yeah, it just catches yeah. you off. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm super on board. You know, I love a good dark ride. I love, like, uh-huh. robots, animatronics. I love, like, people who can create these immersive scenes. I love a good roller coaster. And I, I do love how recently we've seen a lot of um, – especially the Disney Universal, like the big the yeah. big parks, kind of try to merge those two together where you get roller coasters that have show scenes, that have animatronics, yeah. that have like a story to them. It's not just the old way of like, here's a roller coaster in a field. Go I home. love it. And, and, yeah. and they, they, they'll slow down at certain scenes and, you yeah. know, yeah, me too. I think it's great. I think it's really great. Yeah. For sure. All right. Uh, so those end of season parties for the employees. <laughs> But come on, I want a Leia party was one of them. Yeah, they were just, I mean, we didn't talk about it so much in the film, but like these employees, they would do things like, okay, one of their jobs, for example, was to kind of work at like booking the hotel rooms at the condos and everything. They would literally just like pretend like rooms were booked and then just use those rooms, you know, and like crash there through yeah. the summer, party there, whatever they were going to do there. Like it was kids in charge. It, it's It's like, 
it's this adolescent fantasy. Like when you're a kid, it's like the episode of South Park where like Cartman gets the amusement park. It's like this innate fantasy. Like I have an amusement park. I can do whatever I want to. And that's what action park was for these kids. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Well, we have a couple more questions. If, uh, sure. if you have time. Okay. okay, cool. First of all, the, the guy, Chris, in your documentary was great. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. absolutely, absolutely. He definitely just sold everything that, you know, yeah, he's, he's got some podcasts folks should check out. He's a, he's oh, got, yeah. 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 He's got one called a uh, beautiful anonymous and he just had another okay. one come out about it's like all New Jersey stories. And the first episode is all about uh, Jersey amusement parks, action park. Yeah. But like, you know, some of the lesser known stuff too. So everybody should cool. check that out. Yeah, yeah definitely cool. check it out for sure. Yeah. yeah I'll check it out too. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So I have to ask this being that it's the anything goes podcast, right? Anything goes. You have, you have all these things, right? You're a director, producer, journalist, yeah. all, all that stuff I mentioned earlier. You have a number one movie on HBO Max, a documentary. Uh, you have a Wikipedia page. But to me, right? Let me ask you. Yeah. The number one moment when you realize, like, I right, I made it, right? Sure. Is that when you were on Cash Cab? Yeah. <laughs> 2006. That was a long time ago. My um, dad loves this show, and I bet you he's seen yeah. that multiple times. So I got to ask about it. Uh, so, so that was awesome. Um, we didn't win. Uh, okay. It would have been more awesome if we won. Uh, I tell you, like when you lose up one question on a on a game show, you remember the answer to that question for the rest of your life. Uh, <laughs> and it was, what county in Virginia was the Civil War Peace Treaty signed in? Oh, um, Appomattox, but like I don't know, I don't know what county, what county? Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. So, so did you actually, you really didn't know you were in a TV show and you got in a cab? Oh, um, okay. So the way they, I don't want to give it too much of the special right. sauce. They, you they, don't, they don't tell you you're going on a cash cab, okay. but they make you think you're doing like a different type of show. Gotcha. And then okay. they surprise you with cash cab. Understood. All right. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't speak too much into it. Yeah. That's fair. All right. And then uh, another question for you I got to ask. Sure. What's the most interesting fact about a pinball machine? And, and what about pinball machines fascinate you so much? Well, that's, that's an easy question. Well, but, I mean, yeah. pinball, I'm obsessed with, super fascinating, uh, yeah. mostly because it was illegal in most of the country for decades. Oh, really? And I think that's something that's sort of like a, a little piece of lost history. Yeah. I don't think people realize that in New York, until 1976, pinball machines were illegal. And they weren't just illegal, they were viewed as like morally wrong, wicked, like more, it was the same kind of stuff that would happen over the years with like comic books and rap music. And anything like kids are doing that parents like find weird and scary, you know, uh -huh. but pinball machines were like the moral panic of their time. And uh, in New York in particular, like you can find some photos of the ma mayor LaGuardia, you know, the guy at the airport named after him, yeah. taking like a sledgehammer and just smashing pinball machines in front of cameras to make a big show yeah. of it. Yeah. And I think it's so fascinating that this thing, which I think today feels so innocuous and like vanilla and like all American was viewed as so anarchist and rebellious and villainous and wicked just a couple decades ago. Why was the pinball machine viewed that way? It was very closely associated with gambling and with the mob in the 30s and 40s. And uh, so there was a huge, in the 1930s, there was huge like anti-gambling movements. A lot of the people right. uh, who in the decade prior had been like prohibitionists trying to rid alcohol. There is this idea that like, if we can get rid of alcohol, everything will be better. Like all society's sales, and, and that didn't work out. So after alcohol comes back, you're like, okay, society still sucks. What is the root of it? Oh, gambling. It has to be gambling. So they put all this force and steam into bringing out gambling, and pinball was viewed as the most evil form of gambling. 
it wasn't used for gambling much, but there were some versions of pinball machines that could have gambling purposes. But it was viewed as the most evil because unlike a slot machine, it's viewed as a game that would appeal to kids and be like a gateway gambling device that would like sucker them in because it was fun. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, that's something I didn't know about it. Sure. And uh, so I'm, I'm sure you play a lot of pinball machines. Oh, yeah, I'm in a league. It's fun. Oh, yeah. Did, I mean, mind- the league's on pause right now, but I was in a league. Yeah. Did your mind explode like the first time you hit like a bonus round and like five balls shot out at one time? And it's- no, I, I wasn't. I mean, I played pinball a little as a kid, but I wasn't like super into it. It's only as an adult okay. when I got uh, kind of into the history that I began to like see through the machine, I think, and yeah. really appreciate it <laughs> and just become okay. obsessed with trying to understand what is it about this like very specific mechanical device that mm. scared people that was like viewed as so yeah. dangerous. And that made them a very interesting to me, kind of like in a kind of punk rock way. I'm like, what is it that's so dangerous about this? Yeah. So there's actually more strategy than just waiting for the ball to come and. Oh, I mean, yeah, pinballs all. If you're a good pinball, I mean, yeah, there's a. It's not luck, man. Like pinball, if you if you're good at pinball, you can keep that thing going for a long time. It's also about knowing. Here's what makes pinball a really fun game for like competition, is this idea that like if you're okay at pinball, you know what you're doing. You're a good pinball player. You can walk up to any pinball machine and be pretty good. But in order to be really good, you got to know that specific machine. You got to know like the ins and outs. You got to know how to get high scores, like what targets to go for and what order, right? But then in order to be really good on the competition, you got to know that exact instance of that machine because everyone's a little bit different, different waxing, different friction, different condition, different whatever. And so it's got all these layers of skill associated with it that make it a really exciting competition sport. In addition, you know, I play LeBron James at horse. I lose a hundred times out of a hundred times never going to beat them. I play the best pinball player in the world a hundred times. I beat them five times, you know, like there's, there's, there is, it's all skill, but there's that little bit of chance that like can, can, can make it really unpredictable. That makes it fun. Okay. Makes sense. And uh, was there any truth to the old school pinball machines that you could like flip the the on off switch underneath the machine and and get a free game out of it? I've never heard that before. That sounds like you never heard that. Yeah. 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 I think I, I may have uh, tried that once or twice earlier. <laughs> I, I used to just fish in the coin thing for loose quarters, you know, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And now you have a pinball party productions. That's my production company. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so. All right. That's cool. And how long has that been going on for? I mean, just not that long. It's just, it's, it's, it's just, you know, had, had to make a company name to put out my movie. So I did. Cool, I like yeah. All right. So. One more question about Action Park. What would you say yeah, to people who said, ah, that's all made up stuff. It's an urban legend. It didn't really happen. It's just, you know, it's not true. I mean, it is true. <laughs> you can, I mean, you can tell me the sky is down all day long, but like <laughs> it happened, you know, like I, yeah. I, I really did approach this as a journalist and a skeptical one, you know, like I didn't go in uh, having answers I wanted, you know, I, I wanted truth. And every corner I looked, it's like, oh yeah, that's true. And then some. It's, um, it's all true. It's all true. And I think, yeah. And, you know, people are interested in actual work. I I do want to give a shout out to Weird New Jersey. Uh, they, they sort of, I think are the OGs in terms of reporting on action park and kind of building the legend and, and kind of getting some of these stories that become like canon almost out there. You look at their old stories online. You can, I think, see a lot of the roots of where a lot of these action park urban myth feeling things are actually true come from. We'll check them out too. And, uh, What's something that people might be surprised to hear about you that they may not already know? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> eh, you know. All right, well, well you, you, you're in a pinball league, so that's cool. Yeah, I'm in a pinball league. I don't know how many people do that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, now they do. Now they know where to stalk me and find me in, in New York, I guess. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and uh, in 100 years from now, right, when all this is said and done and, you know, it's, it's all done deal with us, what do you want people to remember the name as Seth Podger says? I don't particularly care. <laughs> I just want to uh, make things that people like. I think there's something really, you know, it's it's a real, it's an, it's been an honor, like a true honor to make a movie that made people happy, that like brought them some joy, that brought back memories for people, that gave them a little bit of a break from a crappy pandemic year. That like, you know, and and that to me is like all what it's all about. I don't care if they remember me, but I hope they can find some joy in what I make. Right. Well, we could see, you know, how passionate you are on this. And we're so happy for you that, you know, this took off the way it did. Sure. And we're looking forward to see what you have in the future in store for us. Appreciate so, it. Uh, where can people find you and keep up with your latest information? To Yeah, I'm on the socials at Seth Porges, S-E-T-H-P-O-R-G-E-S on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. More things Twitter more on Instagram, though. Yeah. All right. So we'll tag those, you know, social medias to this episode. People can check you out and follow you. Uh, one final question: Does does the name Wesley Wills? Mm. Do you know? Do you familiar with this stuff? No, I'm not. I, I I don't know anything about it besides that name is linked to you. Yeah, Wesley was a amazing musician and street artist from Chicago. Everybody should look him up. He had some uh, music that I think people labeled as novelty, but I think it was very sincere outsider music, if you will. He he had schizophrenia. And uh, did a lot of songs about friends of his and people he knew. He had a brief kind of flirtation with fame in the 90s. He was in Howard Stern a couple of times and okay. MTV played his music. But he had a song about me. Um, yeah. I'd like to say it's extraordinary and special, but uh, but he actually had songs about a lot of friends of his. So. <laughs> but but everybody should look up Wesley Willis's music. I, yeah. I, I think he's due for a resurgence. It's so yeah. funny and raw. And I think people feel weird listening to his music because they feel like I should, I feel wrong. I should be laughing at this. This guy has mental issues. Yada, yada. But, but he was in on the joke more than I think people realized he was, he's passed away, but he was, um, he was in on it more and he knew he was funny. And I think he would love knowing that people were laughing at his music. Gotcha. All right. Well, check it out. I just saw that he wrote a song about you. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Look up Wesley Lillis. He, he had some truly out there. Amazing music. Awesome. All right, well, Seth, thank you so much for your time. We really, really appreciate it. And we really are looking forward to what uh, what you have in store for us for the future. Appreciate it. Thanks for having so me. You love this, and, and we're big fans, too. So we, thanks, we love man. You appreciate it. All right, thanks, and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, Alex. Yeah? Tell these fine-looking people where they can find us. Well, they could find us on Instagram at anythinggoespodny, on Twitter at anythinggoesny, and shoot us an email at agpodny at gmail.com. That's right. And y'all can listen to all of our episodes on any streaming platform where podcasts can be found. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, because anything goes... With Greg and Alex. Phone home, phone home, phone home! Hey, Seth, thank you so much for that interview. Yes, thank you. My goodness, uh, Seth has lived an interesting life. Yeah, <laughs> he's experienced a lot. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and he's a pinball uh, Yeah. Pinball guy. Mm-hmm. He's in pinball leagues. Yeah, I'm not good at pinball at all. No, I mean... There's a method I... to it, and I just... I'm just one of those people that I just smack the the buttons. And the flippers. The flippers, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm one of those. It's just like when I play video games. I'm a right. button smasher. Uh, yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> but I always win. Um, I would say I'm maybe a drop below average at pinball. That's not bad. A below average I'm not even average near player. average. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I could definitely play a pinball machine, but I wouldn't be confident in like joining a tournament no. or something yeah. like that. No you know. But I mean, I could throw throw you know a quarter in a machine or whatever they cost these days, and you know I can, I feel like I could last for a bit. Yeah. And yeah, for a little bit. I mean, well, actually, I could last long because I could just hold the flipper and have the ball stuck in the flipper and just stay there all day, and, <laughs> and really feel like I'm getting my money's worth. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I can, I can, you know, I feel like I could average like, I don't know, maybe like a minute to ninety seconds on one ball. Oh yeah. Mine would probably I be. Think. So how long does it take to shoot up and then come down? <laughs> so, so, I, so maybe a minute. Maybe a minute I could average. Okay. I feel like that would be my average, yeah. I feel like I could probably get to 90 seconds, you know. I think I'd be like 15 seconds. All right. Because figure it takes about 10 seconds to shoot up and then work its way down with all the thing it hits. That's what I should have asked Seth, how long he can, he can keep around a yeah. bit more going. Yeah. We got to hit him up. I got to ask him that. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm interested. We'll, we'll message him. We'll ask all him. All right, Seth. You're on that. Anyway, um, Action Park. Yeah. So, uh, like we said, we've kind of been there. Kind of. We've been to its cousin. Yeah. We'll, we'll say that. So, so, a question for you. What? Do you want to go back? Never. I will never go back ever in my life. I, you could, if you know me, uh, not even, I think it's more just you and like the other people that came with us that day. I was like, this is it. This will be the death of me. I'm never coming back here. This, I don't know what, how this is open. And this is before, mind you, so this was years ago that we went. Mm-hmm. And this is before I knew that Mountain Creek was Action Park. Right. I didn't know that at this right. point. I didn't know going there like, oh, okay, we're walking around what was Action Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew about Action Park, but didn't know that Mountain Creek was Action Park. Right. And when we went, there was still a lot of, action park that yeah. is still there yeah i didn't even know they got taken <clears throat> away until uh seth was saying it exactly but uh we did jump off the 30 foot cliff we did that was that, the first thing that we yeah did. that was fun i gotta yeah, say I it didn't. was fun until my body hit the water <laughs> i can't do that ice cold water i'm just one of those people and it's funny because in the summer i go in the pool earlier in the season than you do yes i, I can't I take actually, cold water and yeah yeah like if we're like doing yard work and stuff and I'm sweating, I'll jump in, but I know that I'm not going to die and I could get right out. Right. Also, it's not 50 degrees of the water, it's 75. Yeah, no, even 75 is cold. Yeah, you're nuts. For me, yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's funny that like you were good jumping in. But yeah, we jumped in and I didn't know that it was going to be cold like that. I thought it was like every other water park that it would be right. cold, but not, you know. I mean, it's a mountain. It's it's strict yeah. mountain water. But I thought it was like a water park that yeah the water was filtered and right no nope. not here no and uh we did a tarzan swing which now you he did. said is, is gone yeah which that I, I loved it it was just so it like is cool i don't know why they would take that away it's just such a classic and yeah, yeah. they should have just like moved it if anything right they couldn't yes, use that yes. pool area they should have just yeah. moved it to a different spot but exactly that's a cool thing they have that in some other yeah yeah water parks now right just i mean just a rope that you you know grab on and swing into the pool yeah i've actually seen i forget where it is years ago i went with my cousins and there was one was a zip line and you'd go and then let go okay yeah yeah and then there was those uh speed slides 
Are you that that you went into? Awful. That we went on. But to be fair, you know, I still wonder to this day if I didn't pull my like because okay, when we go on, like you heard, you know, Greg explained during the interview, he kind of told the story. When we go on slides, especially these kind, we have to compete. Even though Greg beats me every time because he's bigger than me, so he goes right. faster. Um, but we, I just said um. You did say um. <laughs> I I. Side note, I've been telling myself I say um too much, so I need to stop, and now I just said it. Oh, my. Yeah. That should be my... um. You said it again. That should oh, be wow. My, um, Holy yeah. moly. That should be my... <laughs> pause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't realize I say it so much. It's uh-huh. crazy. I've been very... It's it's what I'm giving up for Lent. Yeah, okay. That's what it is. But I don't even realize I do it, so I don't know how to give it up. Hmm. Uh... But I've been very aware of, of yeah, I know. of saying um... Yeah, I, now that we have a podcast and I listen back to it, I'm like, this is crazy how many times I say this word. Funny. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, I, we pull ourselves down it and race and, because, you know, we always just try to beat each other and everything. And I did this on this little tiny slide where I was like, okay, this can't be too bad. It's It looked like maybe three seconds. Yes, which And then is. you, you know, you go down a slide. It's a little tiny, tiny And closed. Drop. Yeah, enclosed, tiny little drop, and then you go flat and you fall into a pool. Probably about, what was it, like 10 feet? Yeah, like 10 foot drop, yeah. Nothing crazy. Didn't look from the outside, but then you go down it, you fly. When I tell you, like, you're a bullet coming out of a gun. That's right. how quick you went, and then we pushed ourselves down you know, it. It's called cannonball. Yeah, cannonball. So you're like a cannonball. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Exactly. But so yeah, so uh... I pulled myself down it, as did you. Yeah. You hit the water first thankfully and then i hit the water well you know what it was it was the water inside the actual tube also the slide okay was cold was freezing so as soon as my body hit that i went into like a a it was like shock like Mm. i guess my body went started freaking out and then i hit the water and that was it but you're not the only person to experience that because many people have but my thing is now this is mountain creek why did the lifeguard just stare at me? Yeah. She didn't even say, you okay? Nothing. Right. She just looked at me like, oh, well, if you die, you die. Thank goodness you were there to jump back in the water. I did. I, I, I'm i telling you, I went first. Yeah. I, you know, swam out to the edge and pulled myself out of the, the water, the pool. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, waiting for you to go. Here you go. Pull yourself down. Fly into the pool. Yeah. And I see you just in the water, just frozen. I couldn't move. It's so crazy. Like, it sounds dramatic, but... Believe me, if I could have swam, I would have swam. Well, I would think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate open water and stuff like that. It freaks me out. And I'm looking at you and seeing you like not moving. And I kind of glance up at the lifeguard. And she's, you know, not even paying attention oh, to, yeah. to what's going no on. So I look back at you, kind of see you there. Look back at her and she's still kind of, you know, just dazed off. And I look no, at you and I'm like... she was staring at me. <laughs> well, dazed off at me. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I just had to take matters into my own hands and jump in and... and and grab you out yeah. of that pool. I was like, I couldn't swim. And I got out and then I was like, thanks, lifeguard. Right. I was like, I'm glad he was. I went on. Yeah. I got so pissed. And I was like, I'm not doing. I I didn't. I wasn't a Debbie Downer the rest yeah. of the day. But I was like, listen, you guys enjoy yourselves. You can handle it. Right. But right. I'm not doing anything yeah. else. And then Joe lost his glasses immediately. What, what a day that was. To be fair. Why are you jumping off of, of what was it, 30 foot? 20, a 30 foot, yeah. Why are you jumping off a mm-hmm. 30 foot cliff of glasses? True. I, yeah. I actually give him credit because we go to so many water parks, stuff like that, and, and amusement parks, and he keeps his glasses on. Yeah. And this was the first time I've... I've uh, 
This is the first time he lost them. Yes. I've seen he, him break them. In, in a haunted house. You break them. Yeah. But I've seen them get broken many a times, but this is the first time he lost them, so I actually got to mm. give him credit, so. <laughs> he broke oh, his uh, glasses upstate at a haunted house. He did? Well, I proceeded to help him in breaking his glasses Yeah, there was in a haunted house. Yeah. Do you remember the scene? Yes. It was hanging like cows? Pigs? Yeah, hanging pigs. Yes, in like a deep freezer kind of room. Mm-hmm. And then one of the... What's the things that go on the side of your ear? What are they called in the glasses? Oh, the... the lens? No, not lens. I'm, po- I'm pointing to mine right yeah. now. The, oh my goodness, the, the little... The things that open up and go in your ears, yeah. All right, so, so the piece that goes on the side of your head and, and latches to your Arms? ear. I don't know what they're called. Whatever, that broke off. Right. So we went to the mall the next day because mm-hmm. we were away on vacation to find him a new pair of glasses and the person at the mall stopped him and said, oh, wow, those are really cool design glasses. Like, are those new? Like, literally, yeah. this happens. We, because he's wearing glasses with just one armband. And, like, I his, still don't you know, know if that person was being a jerk. No, they were being serious. Or if they were actually being... They were being very serious. They thought it was, like, a brand new design that... He could have started a new trend. I know. I know. Uh, so, yeah. So, that was the second time mm-hmm. as glass got broke. And then, <laughs> also, we went down a... It was a tube ride, a single tube ride. Right. And it was down, like, it was, like, a rocky oh, yes. mountain slide. Yes. But it wasn't, like, a slide. It was legit just a waterfall with, like, big rocks that, you know... You have to... It was, like, rapids. Of yes, like there rapids, you go. Which was in yes. Action Park. Mm-hmm. So, it was a rapid ride just down, like, the side of the mountain, mm-hmm. which is some water, you know, pushing you down. And it's supposed to be like, all right, every 30 seconds, you know, somebody goes and then there's the worker that says, okay, next person go. And then 30 seconds after that, okay, next person go. Nope, not here. Even in Mountain Mountain Creek, not like that. It was kind of just go when you want. Right. So, of course, all of us. We all, all of us went. I went on. This was before. Yeah, single tubes. All of us go at the same time. Olsen was about to, like, sit on his tube to to go down the, the mountain. And as he's about to sit, I kick his tube. And he goes to sit. I kick his tube out. His tube goes down. He falls and can't control himself because the mountain takes him. And he's going down this whole rocky side of the mountain just by himself and his body and his yep. butt. But you're such a nice side. friend. Well, yeah, you know, that's what we do. I yeah. will say the two of you, you and Olsen, who, shout out, we had him last week. Right. Um, the two of you do, I don't know how to explain the things you do. You do things where it's like, oh, Greg, why are you making me do this? Yeah. But he'll do it anyway. And then same with you. Like, yeah. oh, Olsen, you're so annoying. Why are you making me do this? And then I'm like, just don't do it. And the two of you are like, no, but he, but he, yeah, but he said we, I have we, to. Yeah, so. if we <laughs> say we have to, we have to do it. Yeah. Which, you guys are sick. Yeah. I can't. Entertaining, but sick. <laughs> All right. So I have a question for you. So um, We have nephews. We do. No. We have. Nope. I, no. I would never let them go there. You wouldn't let them go there? No. All right. All right. Well, I you mean, answer my question. I don't know. It depends. How old are they? They, Jay, are now 12, 12, year, 12 years old. 12? He's 11. Well, whatever. I'm saying, like, let's put them to 12. No. No. Okay. No, all right. They couldn't handle it. No. Yeah. That's a little, that's a little rough. Imagine a little one. Although Chris, Chris at a block party went down a water slide. And, and flew, flew off, off the of front it. of it oh, and I landed on his face. Handle it. I think Chris, our middle nephew on that... Those nephews, I think Chris could actually handle it. He's a yeah. tough one. Yeah, yeah, and maybe he is. the youngest actually too. Yeah, I think the oldest. Is the the only oldest one might I be can. the only one that yeah. uh, 
Sorry, yeah, Joey. I can't do it. <laughs> All right, so I have an interesting question for myself. Okay. So I'm going to ask myself. Go for it. Uh, hey, self. What, uh, would I do the looping water slide? You absolutely would do that. Are you kidding? Why are you, you, you should have asked me because okay. I can answer it for you. Would you do it? I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. I would never do Are yeah. you crazy? And it's I funny because I do, like I've gone skydiving, but I wouldn't do this. How much would it cost you to go down and do that? But here's my thing. When I go down, even in, if anybody's been to Blizzard Beach in Disney, which is obviously very safe, uh, the summit plummet. Right. I, not that I'm afraid of it. It hurts my back. Mm. My spine, literally, it it's like, what's that that um, little kid xylophone? Okay. It's like, do, 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 do. Yeah. That's what my spine feels like going down it. It kills. So thinking of doing something like this. So if the old owner Gene offered you $100, you wouldn't do it? No. $500? No. $1,000? <sighs> I don't know. Listen, in the, Me, words, no. in the words of Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase... <laughs> Everybody has a price. Well, yeah, as a price, but I don't think... <laughs> You're such a loser. <laughs> so how much is your price? What would he say? Gene says, here, he has a blank check. Write the number and go down the slide. Like realistically? Yeah, $50,000. Yeah, I would definitely do it for that. Okay. I right. actually would have went lower. <laughs> all right. Okay, so you would do it then. I would do it for like... Uh, maybe like 5000 Because right. I have no desire to do it yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. I, I know you. I would get hurt. So I really have to have like a good amount of money. Right. So. Um, one other question. What water was colder? <laughs> that or the Shark Reef in Disney? Well, Because we went Mountain in the Shark Creek. Reef. Okay. Mountain Creek. All right. But I will say, so I think my level of anxiety was the same at both. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So I got to ask, since we're talking about Action Park right. and Mountain Creek, and their water parks, and we've been to tons of water parks in our life, right. uh, all over, bunch of different states. What would you say is the coolest water slide you've ever been on? Coolest? Like not like coolest, like temperature. Like okay. coolest, like damn, that's. I was gonna say coolest would probably be what yeah. Creek. For no, going like by. cool, like oh man, that's awesome. Like actually, I would probably have to go with like the most, like oh wow, this is different, okay. and you really don't see it anywhere else. Actually, when we went to Bahamas for a couple days, right, and they have ah. the slide. You slide down, and it's not anything crazy. This one, well, there's two. Two, yeah. There's one you go down, and it's a tube and slow, and it kind of stops you as you get to the bottom, and you're in this like tunnel, and around you is sharks and fish and all this stuff, and that's really cool. Yeah, so it it's yeah like an average water slide, right. single tube, double tube, right. And you go down the water slide, and before it ends, you're in like a big shark tank. Yeah, pretty and much. And it's clear glass around you. Uh-huh. And you're kind of, when you hit that shark tank part, you just kind of stop. Yeah. Yeah, there's like no water flow through it. I don't right. know how they do it, yeah. but you kind of have to just, I don't know, kind of push yourself along. Yeah, it's almost like the people coming down behind you kind of make a little wave and push you. Right, yes, That's yes. That's kind of what it was. So you're pretty much trapped in this clear... <laughs> Uh, plexiglass yeah yeah and there's sharks swimming around you and they're surrounding you and if one of those sharks get in the tube 
Well, it's goodbye, Alex. <laughs> now they come after you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They probably will. And then they have a speed slide like that. Yeah, so it's right next to it. Yeah. So you can take the one of two water slides, one the slow one, or two the speed slide, which is just straight down, you know, 90 degree angle, and you right. speed slide right through the shocks. And they try to bite you, but you go too fast, so they can't get to you. Right. <laughs> uh, a few other water slides that I want to, you know, shout out and throw out there. Yeah. One, I think this might be your favorite, the Typhoon Lagoon in Disney World, the wave pool. That is my favorite water attraction. Yeah, okay. For sure. For sure. Huh? Definitely. I would trade every, I mean, I'm saying this very, without thinking, but I think <laughs> I would trade every water slide I've been on for that wave pool. Yeah. Huh? I love that. We, I usually, what it is, I usually hate wave pools because I'm not the best swimmer. Right. So wave pools are usually scary for me because I usually get smacked with waves and I drown <laughs> and then you have to help me mm -hmm. and then I drowned you because I'm holding on to you. Uh, but this wave pool is just timed about every, what, couple minutes? It's like, I think, every minute and a half. Yeah. A wave. Like every 90 a, seconds. Yeah, a giant wave. Just, like a 10-foot wave yeah, comes at you. just comes at you and you could stand wherever you want or float wherever you want in the wave pool and just let the waves come and... You know, you could go jump into them, go with them. I will say, you will get hurt. <laughs> yeah. It, you will tumble. You will hit into people. You will scrape your legs on the floor of the wave pool, which is not smooth at all. It's no, not they foam. should put like exactly foam padding on the bottom yeah. of that. But I think it's yeah. squishy, but it's it's rough. Right. So when you, I've left with some some scrapes and yes, you have. bruises. And I like to swim all the way to the, you know, front part of the wave pool. The where deepest like, part. Yeah, the deepest part where you can kind of like swim on top of the wave and you're like yeah. 10 feet in the air. Yeah. And you like to kind of stay at the end where the wave crashes and just and I jump throws into you. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, sometimes I'll just float there and let the wave like take me. And then you just, you have to cover your face as it's happening because you're going to get smacked by people. Right. And I will say this is the closest I feel like to a parent trying to get their kids out of like a toy store or a candy store or you know just anywhere <laughs> it's true where it's like all right we got to go you're like no one more I'm like one, one more, more wave come on yeah, one more one more wave and it's like and then three hours later you're like no no one more one yeah, more yeah 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 it's it is true. very fun and addicting and then as you're walking away you know you're walking out and you hear the poof, and that's you know the wave's coming yes yeah, so, so you're like wait I'm just going to run back and get this last one. <laughs> and then again, by the time you get out, right. you hear it again. And I'm so. like, all right, Alex, we really have to go. It's like, you know, we had, we had lunch for 1 o'clock and now it's 5.30. <laughs> like, all right, we'll go. And you start walking really slow so you can catch that one last one. <laughs> like, I know wait, you wait. I twisted my yeah. ankle in it. <laughs> and what I want to do one day that they offer there when the park is closed, and of course it's not cheap, mm -hmm. but they offer, you can, you and I think nine other people, so right. 10 people total, they have surfing sessions. Yeah. Where they yeah. give you surfboards. I think and it's you before can, the park before opens. Before the park yeah. opens, early in the morning. Yeah. So that'd be so cool because I've surfed before years back and yeah. I like it, but my biggest fear of surfing is sharks. And just fish. Yeah. Like just yeah. when we went, again, when we went to Bahamas and we were like, oh, the, look at the beach. It's going to be so nice to swim in and the water's warm. One, I guess the water was decent, but when you're in it, there's fish all around you at all times so literally we couldn't even go in the water yeah so my fear are the shocks of surfing so here it's controlled and there's right. no shocks in there so. i would go i'd be the 10th person and i wouldn't even well, i would try surfing but you would just see me floating around <laughs> as the waves come and that's got to be cool also because i would assume once like your session is over 
then you the park opens in. and you could stay and you yeah. could be, have like first shot at any slide you yeah, want or whatever. Yeah, slush and gusher. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of surfing mm-hmm. in, you know, the pool, mm-hmm. I do like those surf machines that, that make the surf oh, yes. waves that you're on a boogie board. And you have to and, go on your stomach, which we yeah, did. Yeah, it's like a wave maker. Yeah, they have it at Hershey Park. Hershey, yeah. You've done that and somehow my bathing suit may or may not stay on at I will, times. Okay, so... I'm just going to say that I feel like it's designed to to rip off people's bathing suits. Yeah. It happens to everyone. It's so, I feel so, because it, and everyone's waiting in line. They're just watching you. Right. And then you go and you have to try to cover, and the lifeguards usually have like a towel to cover you. Yeah, they do, which is crazy. For for them to know that they need to have a towel they, at the top on. of the, of the you know, wave maker yeah. for her. Incidents but like that. I don't think Greg's bathing suit came off on accident. I mean. To be honest. I do like to stand up on a, on a, boogie board and try to surf that way but it doesn't always work uh t- two more slides that, that i enjoy okay, go. one is i don't know why i love it so much maybe because i always win and i'm undefeated oh. but those like eight lane slides where yeah. we race down and you have the trick yeah i do have you the taught trick. me the trick and i yes. actually it put me from like last place to like third place yeah yeah so. yeah uh should i say it no no okay if you want that. the trick, hit us up. Maybe yeah. I'll tell you if you ask nice enough. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm undefeated in it. I don't or, ever remember losing. Or let us know if you know the trick. If uh, you think you know the trick. Well, if they do know it, they haven't faced me because I'm still yet to lose. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, win every time. Yeah. And I think my I don't know if this would be my favorite water slide, but this is the water slide that still gets me like nervous. Okay. And like. You know, like you said, we, we've gone skydiving in the past and all that. And I don't really get so nervous on rides or attractions right. anymore. But this water slide, and you'll know right away. I think I know what you're talking when about. When you step into a clear glass. Ah, yes. Uh, what is it? Like dome? Yeah. Kind of? Yeah, it's like a, like a cylinder. Like a tube. You yeah. step into, you close the do- they close the door, and you just stand there and you wait. And you're like, you know, 300 feet in the air. And you're standing on a platform enclosed in this tube. And it's not a tube ride. It's a body slide. And out of nowhere, the floor drops beneath yeah. you. Yeah. They and count down, but I feel like they drop it before one. <laughs> like, some places do. Some yeah. some count like, down, some don't. Yeah. Uh, some I we've been in, and it's like a heartbeat beating. Yeah. Like It's my heartbeat. System. That's yeah. what I <laughs> feel like so, it is. Uh, yeah. It's definitely, it's fun. And yeah. it's the one water slide that still gets me like... Because it's know. that suspense of like, rush. when is it going to drop? Yeah. You know? And then, yeah. And then by the time it drops, the, the slide is over. Pretty it's much. Yeah. It is quick. Actually, the one we did in, was it Dorney Park? It, it's more of a slide, right? Yeah. So yeah. you drop and it's a nice little drop. But then the slide is actually pretty right. enjoyable. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, that this one's, I could, like going into it, I was so scared. Yeah, yeah. And then once it went, I was like, oh, it's not so bad. Yeah. Uh, do you know what the greatest water slide video is? The greatest water slide video? Yes. Uh, is it <laughs> when we were in Bahamas and you fell getting into the tube? Oh, no. I'm not even talking about me because that I, I legitimately cracked a piece of my elbow off. You did, actually. There's, there's a it bone. It was bad. Yeah. yeah we got, a, we got really hard. hurt on that trip, actually. I sprained my ankle. Yeah. It was bad. Uh, yeah, which we one are you talking hard. about, though? So I'm talking about if you go on YouTube... Okay. And you type in Justin Bieber, Beauty and a Beat music uh, video, <laughs> and he's going down a water slide. 
You are. He, he rented out the I entire can't. park just to shoot that video, and it's an awesome. That is pretty cool. Water slide. So I, I wish we were there for that. Anyway, so that's that's a little rundown of of water slides that yeah, I enjoy and you enjoy and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. Very good. All right, I have two regrets in life, and they both kind of not hand in hand, but they're both <laughs> due to me being just like two or three years too young. Oh yeah. Do you know what they are? Um, is one I don't know how to how to word it. Okay. I was gonna say like something with YouTube, with you. Well, all right. I mean, I definitely missed the you know YouTube era. Yeah, I was way before my time with you YouTube. Just you just hit yeah. the end of it. Yeah, or the beginning of yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was say. way before before the time of YouTube that yeah. I think I would have you know been up there and been you know. You would have been known entertaining. I would have been known on YouTube if yeah. you know if that was a thing. But the two things is one, I was just too young enough that I missed going to Action Park. Yeah, it was like when you were born. Well, it closed in '95. Right, right. Yeah. So, so I was too just too yeah. young to like catch the ending before right. it closed. And the other thing was, I wish I would have been a little bit older to go to Woodstock '99. Ah. Uh, Those were the two things that you know. When I look back, I'm like, man. Wow, you. Like, I was a couple years older. That you really were like a couple yeah, of like years younger. Yeah, like borderline. Like I was like two years away from Woodstock, Woodstock '99. Yeah, which I would have loved to be at. And I feel like both of these have those same like feelings. Where it's of, like, like you had to be there. Yeah, it's like if you were there, you're like part of this like cult. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. Although Woodstock, you would have, you would have loved the obviously. Limp Bizkit, Park right. Little. All the you bands, yeah. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. But you would have hated the Where You Shower. Yes, exactly. And that's that was part of the reason why people rioted. Yeah. Because they were treated like... Caged animals. Uh, yeah. So they Exactly, like right. Yeah, I mean, what is it? You become a product of your environment. And yeah. that's the way they were treated. And that's how they, you know, felt like they... they had to retaliate. Right. But somehow it was Fred Durst's didn't. fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, Fred a whole Durst other and Limp story got we for could, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other documentary type story. Mm-hmm. Um, not to compare these two things together, mm-hmm. but it was funny when Seth said the Alpine slide mm-hmm. that there were white carts that were faster. And the people would be like, oh, you know, give me the white carts. And they would like speed them up and find ways to, you know, make things faster. Not to compare the two, but it reminded me of we went to Hershey Park, okay. and Hershey Park had the like <clears throat> the big fun slide with like three uh, things, yeah. and the workers would slide down it and spray Windex yeah on the fun slide. It was yeah. to make it go faster. And we were we said we saw them doing it, and we, or we asked them how do we go fast or something. Like right. that. And they're like we got you. Yeah, yeah. And he went down the middle slide and just had one in each hand and just slid down the slide and just sprayed the entire two slides going down with windex and yeah and then we flew yeah and it's just obviously i'm not comparing the two but it's just funny how everyone is always trying to find that extra edge yeah so you know that everyone extra thrill that. yeah exactly and, you know even to this day and any advantage we can get to go a little bit faster or a yeah. little bit whatever you know we're gonna well i'll tell you since we've done we did for your 30th right we went skydiving we did and ever since then, I'm like, yeah, just nothing really tops that. I know. Yes. If nothing's going to catch that insane adrenaline, yeah, you know, kind of thrill. Just uh, 
you know, going up on the plane. Well, the whole the whole process itself of you have to watch a video, like what, 10, 15 minute video was yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much like if you die, yeah. your family can't sue us. Yeah, That's you can much. die. You How many times in the video says you can die if you die, if you know. I just stopped watching it. Yeah, I mean, right. And then they're recording you the whole time as yes. you're watching it. Yes, And they record you, sign the papers and all that. And that's one thing. And then getting strapped up is another and getting on the plane and flying up. But once on that plane, there's a red light. And once that green light goes on yeah. and they pull that door open. You know, it was craziest for you because you went first. Yeah, right? I went first. Yep. So not by choice. It was kind no, of just it was like yeah. how we got in the plane. So right. I went third, I think. Mm-hmm. You went first. Joe went second. Yeah. I went third and then also went fourth. Right. Okay. The four of us. Yeah, which is our Mountain Creek crew. Yeah, Yeah. we've done a lot of things together. Yeah, it was just how we got in the plane. My guy was, I loved the guy, because obviously we were strapped to someone. Was that Tandem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh And my guy was great. He was just super experienced. Um, It ended up he had the same birthday as my sister, I found out, as we were just gliding down. (laughs) Okay. Um, But he was showing me out the window. It was during um, Halloween time, so he was showing me, like, uh, pumpkin patches and stuff. So it was, like, calming me down. And then the green light went on. The door swung open, or up, I should say. And then I see my then-boyfriend? We weren't engaged yet, right? No, not yet. Um, Just fall out of a plane. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) What kind of birthday present is this? I think I just killed him. (laughs) I For literally, it was maybe... 15 seconds I was my heart was racing I was panicking I was going crazy and the guy was just like you good and I was like yeah I'm good and it snapped me Fine. back out of it and I was like let's do it and I was good it was just a lot of planning that went to it so I didn't have time to stress yeah but it was well worth it we had pictures and we had the video to prove it yeah so now uh, talking about it I want to do it again but I uh, will not risk yeah it, it was something that I had to do in life and I did it once and would I do it again if there you know circumstance was right. right. It would have to be for the right reason. If Tom Brady walked into this house and yeah. said, hey, you want to go skydiving with me? I'd be like, sure. <laughs> I'll, whatever. But yeah, it has to be for the right reason, <laughs> right. not just, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad we did it. Uh, yeah, we, we've done it all. Yeah. Basically, all these throw things. We, we love roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your favorite roller coaster? <laughs> not to put you on the spot. My but. favorite roller coaster. Um... It used to be El Toro at Six Flags. Okay. Great adventure. Not as smooth anymore. Um, I think I'm just older. Okay. Because, it, yeah, it's definitely not as smooth anymore. It's just as fast. Right. And it is fun, but it hurts. It definitely kind of bangs me up a little bit. I just think I don't have the, the strength like I used to to, like, hold my body still. It's tough, though. I might say, actually, I might say Dorney Steel Force. All right. I love Steel yeah. Force. It's smooth. It has such good drops. Yeah. It has more than one drop. That that's definitely up there. Yeah, and has sure. a good uh good way up. So yeah. you you get all like, oh my god, oh my god, you get like uh-huh. scared, and then going down. It's it's. Mm. I love me Sky Rush at Hershey. Yes, yeah, that's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. But also Hagrid's at Universal. Yes, yes. That's you know. If up I'm on the thinking list. full on roller yeah, coaster, yeah, right, straight up. Exactly. Would, yeah. yeah. But, then I would go Steel Force. But all right. Entertainment wise, I would definitely go right. Hagrid. If you have, it's so it's tough to be like, hey guys, go all the way to Universal to do one ride. Yeah. But if you do happen to be in the Orlando area, go to Universal oh, you and do Hagrid. Do it. Yep, it's amazing. The Hagrid's motorbike coaster, whatever yeah. it's called. It's a long name. Hagrid. That's what people call yeah. it. <laughs> um, back to Mountain Creek. Yes. Action Park. Yes. Stuff. 
Um, shoot, I said it again. Twice. So after we, <laughs> so after we, or so after I almost died, right? Which I'm sticking to that. You, I was like, I'm done. I'm not going on anything else. Enjoy yourselves. You guys went on. It's like the funnel ride mm-hmm. where you go up on the walls. Yeah. And I remember I was able to see you guys go on it, and literally. I, <laughs> You guys went up the wall, and I swore that one of you were going to fall out of the tube. For sure. It was crazy. I was like, thank goodness I'm not on there with them, because it would add extra weight, Mm -hmm. which probably would have made it go flying. Just think, though, like how dangerous we felt Mountain Creek was, and that is like 50 times safer than what... I know. Action Park was. And that's what's crazy. So that is crazy. Mm -hmm. And Seth said it, too. You know, the unfortunate... Well, anybody getting hurt is unfortunate. Right. But... The crazy part about it is that it was out of your control because you could be, you know, on a slide or on a ride and, you know, doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And somebody crazy could be behind you and next to you and right, right. be doing the wrong thing and take you out. Exactly. And, yeah. So yeah. Th- that's the scary part. Right. It's so yeah. true. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's I, And it's crazy that we went to Mountain Creek and I was oblivious to it all. Right. And I'm like, this place is so dangerous. I don't know how it's in business. I don't know how it's such a big name. Uh I saw so many people with like, they were being carted out yeah. and they were on the little, you know, the little cars, the little mm-hmm. golf carts being, you know, their ankle was hurt or whatever it was. I'm like, look, this could have been me. Like, this is crazy. How yeah. is, and then to go find out that it used to be Action Park, the most dangerous water park right. ever created. Well, that's the only thing. It's so easy to twist your ankle because you're literally walking up and down mountain rocks. Right, and exactly. It's not smooth pavement like, no. you know, you would get at Definitely other. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Water parks and that, yeah. Definitely crazy. And even at, you know, other water, other water parks, when you go up to a slide, they have, like, decks built with uh, with steps and all that. This, you're just walking up a mountain. Yeah, like, literally, it's just... So, yeah. it's crazy. All right, so uh, if you haven't checked out Class Action Park, get on that, yes. HBO Max. It's very entertaining, and it's all true. Yeah, so. it's super entertaining, and shocking all at once <laughs> <laughs> and uh the only other thing i would compare it to my childhood like we mentioned in the mm-hmm. interview is alien encounter in disney that's funny yeah just the you know shock factor that you don't know what you're getting yourself into you think you're going and having a nice little family fun day and then you almost die yeah <laughs> well you don't almost die in alien encounter well no but, but you as a child you yeah think you're expecting Mickey and Minnie and... And it's and, a small world. Right, exactly. You're thinking of it's a small world and the aliens are going to be cute and fluffy and then you're yeah. like, oh my God, they're, I feel my... Sh- they're on top of my shoulders. Right. They're going to kill me. Breathing and pulling on your mm-hmm. restraints. Right. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. Once again, Action Park. Uh, thank you so much, Seth. We really appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to just deep dive into yeah. what it was all about and all the stories you've mm-hmm. heard when you researched yeah exactly and experienced yeah and experienced firsthand because you were there for it right and i am super jealous of that that i didn't get to experience i am it. not super jealous <laughs> but i am super into and interested in all the stories that you had to tell because uh, i do enjoy as much as i'm like nope not for me i am very interested in all this and i do like everything but water parks scare me i, don't, I am not a swimmer <laughs> so all right well that's that right that's that that's that so another episode of Anything Goes Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Yes. It was a great one for us. We really, really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We'll be back. So uh, until next time, be good, be crazy, and we'll see you real soon. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the Anything Goes podcast with Greg and Alex. See you real soon. Suckers.